From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of October 17th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Sean Thompson, and Dustin West. You know. And in this episode, Dustin and I have our review of Disney's Polynesian Resort. And this was kind of a, a unique, this was, was a unique yeah. review. This was. was a unique review in that we are looking to kind of do these reviews a little differently. Uh, we had actually done a review uh, at the end of June, right before Podcast Cruise 3.0, with um, a family that had won one of our auctions to do one of these reviews with us. That was uh, Kate Randall uh, Tillian and their son, their 11-year-old son, Aiden. Mm-hmm had joined us for that and we had a great time and and you know we kind of did what we normally do on these reviews but uh subsequently a discussion with a friend of mine and i kind of mentioned this on our live show from massachusetts had said to me that you know he loves the show loves listening to the show but that we're kind of out of touch with the experience that our listeners have we don't vacation Oh, I actually have lately. At Walt Disney World. Well, I think he was talking more about, you know, me and John and Kevin. Okay. Uh, specifically, not the entire not the entire team. But um and at first I was kind of taken aback by the comment. But when I thought about it, he was right. I don't vacation at Disney World the way I used to. So I decided to re review the poly. I know, tough job. <clears throat> have to stay at the poly multiple times. But given that we had done the review right before Podcast Cruise 3 and there was a lot going on, and I didn't feel like I'd really kind of dug into the the experience the way I should. And like, right. and, and like I said, wanting to kind of maybe approach these a little differently, we set up this other review. Now, there are some consistencies between these reviews and observations. I will say that re-reviewing it the way we did I walked away with a much better experience mm-hmm. than I did the first time. Well, like you said, you were in a, a, a different headspace. I mean, me, you, and the family we were traveling with were all going on to Podcast Cruise 3.0. So, right. And that's how the timing of that review fell. They were going to be in town for a couple of days beforehand. So um, it just that happened to be the best time for them to be in town. So all of us were kind of preoccupied, I think, knowing that we were about to go on the Podcast Cruise. Right. That, but also... You know, the way I've done these reviews in the past, we kind of, I kind of review the hotel in a vacuum that I don't look at the overall experience. Nobody experiences these hotels the way I go in and review them. No one. People experience the hotel as part of a larger vacation experience. Right. And how does this hotel fit into that? How does this hotel support that? How does this hotel add or detract from that? is what I'm trying to get to and is what we were able to accomplish on this mm-hmm. review. Like I said, there are some consistencies between what we saw in June and what we saw in September when we, when we stayed there. 
the number one consistency is that these rooms are in the most desperate need of rehab of any hotel I have ever stayed in on Disney property. Yeah. It hasn't really been that long, though, has it? Has it has been very long. They're long overdue. I agree. They're long overdue. When Corey's mom and dad stayed there last year, um, they were in a room right on the lake, perfect view of the Magic Kingdom and everything mm-hmm. on the ground floor, which was a great view, but the grass was overgrown right outside of their hotel room, whereas you should have been able to like, kind of walk and enjoy that area. Mm-hmm. And their room, that's what I told Corey, I said, 1972, maybe? <laughs> well, um, in speaking with some of the people who work at the hotel without giving out any names they are they, they they admit readily that these rooms are in terrible need of rehab and i say disrepair i'm talking about the carpets are worn hmm. i'm talking about the furniture is scuffed and old in some cases didn't work properly couldn't open drawers right um, or was very difficult to open drawers um you could see some of the paint on the wall had been spot painted so it was a slightly different color where they were covering some stuff up now here's the thing is that the first review we did we stayed in a standard garden view room or actually we're in a pool view um i think for that that review right and for the second review we were in concierge okay in the hawaii building and even though the price difference between those two rooms was about 300 dollars a night both rooms were in similar condition really yes wow um to give you another idea of how in desperate need of rehab this is, right outside our room in the, on the concierge building, in the hallway, one of the air conditioning units apparently had malfunctioned and was leaking water through the roof right. down into the hallway. It had collected in the like stucco ceiling and was dripping. Oh, my. Yeah. And they put a wet floor sign up and a garbage pail to catch the water, and that stayed there for three days. Wow! Before someone came in to fix it, I was the Do one that alerted them of that. He was the one that alerted them. It was three days before someone, a, a crew, came in to fix that. We are talking the concierge building. We're talking yeah. six hundred dollars a night. Wow! And outside my room is a garbage pail collecting water from mm-hmm. a malfunctioning. Uh, Air conditioning unit. Nice. When we were staying in the pool view room, the condition of the hallway outside of our room was terrible. The carpet was, I mean, worn through. I mean, I'm not talking about little discoloration. I'm talking about this carpet was worn through. Yeah. There was a odor in the room that is consistent with what we experience in hotels in Orlando that have had, a, had, had issues with mold and mildew. Um, so when I say these rooms are in need of rehab, we're not talking about, they need a freshening up. They need to be gutted and redone. Now with that said, with that said, I can tell you that the experience we had at the poly really was wonderful. It really was. Um, the staff in both cases we found exceptional. They were friendly, helpful. Um, they were exactly what you would expect from the Polynesian staying on the monorail, being able to hop on that monorail and head over to Epcot, which door to door was like 25 minutes. Yep. It took us, it was about eight minutes, I think to walk. Cause if you're, if you're going to Epcot from the Polynesian, the way that the monorail, um, 
stops are laid out, it's actually quicker to just walk over to the transportation center because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd go to the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary and then uh, the transportation center. So we just walked over there. It was about eight or nine minutes just to walk over there. Yeah. And then it's a quick monorail ride to Epcot. So door to door from, from the front door of our room to the turnstiles at Epcot, 20 to 25 minutes. Of course, Magic Kingdom, you're right there. Getting on the monorail to go to the Magic Kingdom in the morning and grabbing a cup of Kona coffee at that little stand outside the monorail station is probably one of the one of those cool little things everybody has to do Yeah. Mm-hmm. when you stay there. Um, now, as part of this review, um, we, we were trying to kill uh, several birds with one stone. Uh, Corey had given Dustin and I a list of things that needed to be filmed uh, for the site. So we kind of work these things into, you know, planning our experience. Right. And so we knew we had things to film in the Magic Kingdom, for example. So we planned a day in the Magic Kingdom, just like we would do if we were going on vacation. We had some things to film in Epcot. We did the same thing. We made priority seatings. We, uh, you know, figured out our dining and, and where we had to be and what we had to do. So we kind of like kind of weaved all of these things together. And I got to tell you, it was awesome. We had such a great time. It was the first time in many years that I stayed on property at Disney World and worked and felt like I was on vacation and relaxed all at the same time. Wow. And what I did was I said to Dustin, you take the lead on this. Right. You take the lead. You decide where we're going to go, what we're going to do, how we're going to get it done. This is the list Corey's given us. This is when he wants it by. You figure out how you want to do this. So I kind of let Dustin set the tone and the pace. I think I may have surprised you that first day we were there. Well, you know, for us. Was he commando? Was he like, ah, no, we're doing this? No, because that's what I do. That's what Corey and I do. When we do this stuff, it's commando. It's like, okay, throw your bags down and start. Get and the cameras go. out. And Run. so that's kind of what I thought we were going to do. And, you know, we're hanging out in the concierge lounge. And again, this concierge lounge, best concierge lounge on property, hands down, yep. no question. That view of the castle, the Magic Kingdom, from the two-story windows that make up the front of the concierge lounge are, or I'm sorry, it's, yeah, three-story actually, technically. Right. Um, just incredible. So we're kind of hanging out there, and I'm kind of waiting for, okay, <laughs> when do we get started? And I said, you know, shouldn't we be thinking, you know, walking around filming? And he said, you know, I like my first day to kind of be chill and just to hang out. Yeah. Now, this to me was, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, that doesn't register with me. But we did it. Our room also had a dead center view of the castle from the third floor. And between hanging out in the concierge lounge and hanging out on the balcony, watching the boats go by, it was incredible. And I got to be honest with you, for the number of times I've stayed at the Polynesian, I've never done that. Well, I mean, the way we work and how you're saying that we set this up like a vacation, it kind of mirrors the way I think most people plan their vacations. The first night they're there, when they get there, they're, not, they're probably not going to go to a theme park. They're either going to go to downtown Disney or um, go to the Have you met our listeners? <laughs> well, no, I think for some of them, he's right. I think for some yeah, of them, he's right. I think that first night sets the mood you kind of chill out you take it all in you realize where you are and now if we had had 
a scheduled event that night that we had, or which something. we did though. We had a we had to be at the Spirit of Aloha right. dinner, which we went to and we covered. But before that, I knew, you know, we're doing that later tonight. So let's take this time mm-hmm. and just enjoy it. What time did your day start? We got to the hotel around I one think o'clock. Around one o'clock. Okay. We had and dinner around eight. The show was around eight, so we took that seven hours and just hung out. Now, what's nice when you stay concierge is they meet you out front. They walk you back. You mm-hmm. check in in the, in the actual concierge building. And our, the cast member who checked us in, her name was Barbie. She's been there for a few years. And she, I mean, again, quintessential Disney cast member, friendly, great personality. And I kind of walked in there like I usually do when, like, you know, that day. I don't, don't talk to me. Just mm-hmm. check me in and get me out of here. By the end of the conversation, she had me. She had yep. me. I mean... And that's saying something. You guys know how I get. Like, mm-hmm. when I kind of get in that headspace where, you know, just don't bother me. And I just want to, you know, here's my credit card. Here's what you need. Give me my room. By the end of this, pro- she had me. And I can't tell you what an important part of the process that is. That, that yeah. first cast member you come across. If they're friendly and they're kind of exuding that Disney magic and that, that Disney personality, it really does set the tone. Oh, yeah. Because if you had a bad experience, then you're going to start... Looking at everything. Yep, yep. It really, I, 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 I never realized just how important that was until that. Because I kind of walked in there, you know, kind of stressed out. And, you know, the way you arrive on vacation, mm-hmm. you arrive on vacation stressed out. So that cast member makes all the difference in the world. So if you're, if you're staying concierge and you get a chance to get checked in by Barbie, <laughs> you're, you're in great hands. You're in great hands. And, you know, she's one of these people that guests email her. And call her and send her postcards and pictures and things like that, you know, years after they stay. And I could see it. She just has that personality. She's awesome. And and, it, and I'm sorry, it wasn't forced either. She genuinely no, no, cares she genuine. about people. And it it's just lucky for her that she works for Disney and is able to share that with other people. Exactly. You know, and that, those are the really good cast members that aren't being forced to do it. That's just how they are. And they found the place to do it. And as I said, we had the Spirit of Aloha dinner show that night. Now, I have been repeatedly critical of the Spirit of Aloha dinner show. But it had also been years since I'd done it. I had preferred the luau at Royal Pacific Universal's hotel. Uh, But again, hadn't done it in a long time, trying to keep an open mind. So we went and did the luau. Yeah. And, you know, it starts off with this cheesy. It's kind of hokey, isn't it? So it's kind like of cheesy. Off to college yeah, she's or, going off to college yeah. and the whole family's getting together. And, of course, the whole family must then break out in song, as, right. as will happen. I, um, I, I called my dad uh, later on, and I haven't been since I was a very young kid. I barely remember it. And he, I talked to him. I said, there's like this storyline running throughout the entire uh, dinner. Do you remember that at all? And he's like, no, it was just people dancing when I was there last time. I was like, okay. So, and so at first I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a long night. I mean, we're going to have like the hokey, the partridge family is going to like, you know, the Hawaiian partridges are going to like dance and sing yep. for us all night. And I'm going to want to kill myself by the time dessert gets here. Um, but keeping an open mind, you realize a couple things. First of all, while the storyline may be hokey, the singers and dancers are incredibly talented. Yeah. And 
once they get past outside the the hokey storyline and start getting into the dances that are native to each of the islands, it really was a phenomenal show. The food was delicious. Mm. It's good. Ribs and chicken. That's good. The food was delicious. The service was excellent. The experience was awesome. I would absolutely do it again. And I was shocked because I really thought, like I said, I had always written that show off. I had always written that show off. Now, I don't know how much of the experience of coming in and being checked in by Barbie and hanging out and kind of relaxing and, and unwinding a bit informed all that. But it's what I walked away with. I would do it again. I would absolutely do it again. And they were very accommodating for um, for us. We were uh, videotaping and taking pictures. They were very accommodating, us letting us walk around and get the shots that we wanted. The only time that everyone had to be in their seat was when the fire dancer came out. And he was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, no guests catching on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, now, they were serious about it. They were like, you need to sit down. And this one woman had her children up front kind of kneeling down. It's like, no, seriously, you need to go back to your seat. We're not starting until you go back to your seat. Yeah. This guy's, it's, the lights are going to be off, and this guy's going to be flipping fire all over the place. So we don't want to take little Janie's head off with a, yeah. you know, a flaming torch. Um, but if you're doing the Spirit of Aloha dinner show and you're going to want to videotape, um, and or, or take pictures. Uh, what we found, unless you are sitting right up front, if your table is, unless your table is literally right up front, very difficult to get good shots. Unless you stand up, go to the back of the room, where you're not obstructing anybody else's view. There's also the tables in the back that are up a tier. If you're in the front of one of those, you might you might get a shot. You'd have to zoom in a little bit. Yeah, but there's an overhead ceiling above you that could limit your shot. Now, what I we were at a table for two, and what we found was the tables for two lined uh, separated the three different sections, the left, center, and right, and they were right in line with the support beams that mm. frame the ceiling above you. So we had a dead-on shot of a support beam, and yeah. we could see stuff Fun. from the left or the right. So <laughs> we had to get up. We couldn't shoot from yeah. our table, even if we had but a good shot. be conscious of, if you're going to get up and take pictures, be conscious of the people who are behind you, oh, yeah. that you're not blocking their view of the show. Um, don't walk down into the front of the theater and stand in front of somebody's table and take pictures. Yeah. Um, we found, you know, finding that spot in the back where we had a clear view of the stage. Yeah, we had to zoom in a little bit, but we, that's, we were able to get decent pictures and decent yeah. video doing that. Right. So, little little tip there. How was the audience for the show? I remember when I did it, I think there were a couple bachelorette parties there. And so, it got a little rowdy no, with the dancers. No, I think our audience was a little reluctant because almost, it's like, they're doing like, anybody with birthdays, anybody with anniversaries. Okay, yeah. Did and they it, take them up on the... Yeah, and they yeah. dance with them. And, but people were reluctant at first. And once one person went up, then everybody went up. Yeah. Okay, so, it just, it just depends, I'm sure. Yeah. No rowdy bridal party. <laughs> no. No. So... I, I will say, Spirit of Aloha, absolutely go do it. That's good. Yeah, absolutely go do it, and you know, look past the hokey storyline. But it's very family friendly. It really is, mm-hmm. really entertaining. Kids there seem to be having a good time. Oh, yeah. It looked like they really do a good job of entertaining both the adults and kids. Really hard to do with a show like that. And like I said, I, I can't say enough about the entertainers who were just phenomenal, just phenomenal. I want to talk a little bit about the concierge service there at the poly 
um, when I say this is the best lounge on property, I'm not kidding. Not just in terms of the view, not just in terms of the service, but in terms of the food. Yeah. Um, a lot of their food's coming from the Kona Cafe. Those sticky wings, dumplings, mm. things like that. Yeah. Um, they even have sushi one night. They had, yeah, they had sushi one night. I mean, just really good offerings coming in there for you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have little snacks throughout the day. Everybody always asks the question, you know, what I'm getting in the concierge lounge, is it a replacement for dinner? No, it's not. If you are looking at concierge to save money on food, you're looking at it wrong. Concierge is not about saving money. It's not about a value in terms of not spending money on other things. It's about an added convenience and service. Right. And that's how you have to look at it. Um, but here's the thing. Something that just... Two things that just made no sense to me. Uh-oh. Number one. 24 hours a day, cans of soda, readily available there in the refrigerator. Just go in, take it. Two o'clock in the morning, go grab yourself a soda. Couldn't get a bottle of water, though. Really? Because they had moved to this water purification system. So if you asked for water, they from their water purification system, they would fill up a carafe of water and put saran wrap around the top and hand it to you. I could okay. not just go in and grab a bottle yeah, of water. Yeah, that's convenient in the park. Hmm. Right. My glass carafe. I mean, they have the, yeah, they have the Coke products. Why isn't there Dasani? Even the little bottles have the, the Dasani Nothing. Wow. But... What really got me, what really got me, in the concierge lounge, my coffee oh was Nescafe out of a machine. Really? But Pete, these were the fancy machines that had lattes in they them. Could make, you could make <laughs> Nescrape lattes and Nescrape <laughs> mochas, and, but it was all Nescrape. Huh. And... I'm saying to myself... It should have been what they serve everywhere else in the hotel, the Kona. You are the Polynesian. Why are you not serving me a Kona blend coffee here? Why don't you at least have the Kerrig machine that they have in the Grand Floridian for concierge guests? That's weird. Um, The general manager of the Poly is also the general manager of the Grand. And I think the Grand ends up getting more attention. Mm-hmm. Than the poly gets. Oh, yeah. That's how it felt to me. Yeah. One the, general the, manager for both. Correct. And I, 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 I won't say the poly isn't well run. It is. It is. But it just looks to me as though a lot of things have been overlooked. When you have issues with the rooms needing rehab, when you have things like an, a, an air conditioner leak that takes three days to get fixed. When you have elements like that going on in the concierge lounge, that kind of says to me, somebody's not paying attention. So I'm kind of guessing that the attention is going to the grand and not as much to the poly, which is kind of a shame because I would, I would bet my bottom dollar the poly is more popular. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. And I think the poly also has a more loyal following with good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but the offerings in the lounge, the staff, I, I, I can't say enough about the staff, the concierge staff. doesn't matter. I mean, they were terrific. They were absolutely terrific. And not just the concierge, anywhere we went. 
anywhere we went in the stores in the in, the, in captain cooks mm-hmm. um everybody was i mean really nice really good just what you want from a disney resort and this resort as a base for your vacation i mean i don't think you can do better I mean, it was so comfortable to come back to after a day in the parks. That atmosphere, I mean, that, it's just, I mean, it was great. It was great to come back to. It's, it, it was really cool, you know, to be able to, like one night we were at Epcot and we watched Illuminations. And then by the time we got back to the Poly, it got onto our balcony Wishes is going off. Exactly. Mm. Literally, as soon as we got into the room, got onto the balcony, sat down, boom. And what's really nice is in the concierge lounge, but also all around the beach, they lower the lights and they pipe in the music. So you can just go onto the beach at the Poly and watch those fireworks. We also got a chance to see them test out the the, uh, Hello Wishes fireworks a few days before they did it. So we're sitting there watching. It was like midnight and all these fireworks are going up and everybody's like waking up and coming out. Right. It's amazing. At midnight, everybody has gone to bed or back inside the buildings. But then you start seeing people stopping on the sidewalk and then there's like a whole crowd of people down there. And then you hear the balcony doors sliding open. Everybody loves seeing that stuff. Oh, yeah. You just can't beat it. Now, we um, I want to talk about the food a little bit. Yeah. Uh, We ate at Kona Cafe. We ate Captain Cook's, and we ordered room service. And I will say, unilaterally, the food was excellent. That's Kona funny. Cafe, fantastic food. Always. We like Kona Cafe. Love like Kona Ohana. Cafe. And we just we didn't get a chance to get into it's Ohana. It's so hard. But, Ohana, but it, recently, Ohana's been very good. Oh. Um, Kona Cafe, wonderful. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. We had great meals there. And I was able to finally eat the sushi over there, which was really good. Yeah, the he enjoyed roll. that. Yeah, that's great sushi. Corey likes it, too. And Captain Cook's found it good. It was good. As Kevin, you know, Kevin pointed out right. in his review, there's some, you know, good things there. I enjoyed it. You know, I wasn't like raving about it, but I'm telling you, you got to try that uh, grown up grilled cheese. Oh, is that the one with the tomato in it? It's got a tomato yeah, in it. Yeah, that's good. It's fantastic. Hopefully it's a decent tomato. Inside yeah. the burger? Well, inside no. the grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, it's a grilled cheese. I'm thinking it's a burger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't you usually put tomatoes on your grilled cheese? That's what I thought, too. Okay. No. no, no, no. Mine's two pieces of white bread, butter, and a craft oh, single. Yeah, craft single. single. <laughs> Never put tomato on it. So, like, the tomato makes it gourmet for them. Oh, okay. But I always thought you put tomato on it too, so I didn't understand what the difference was. Okay. Grown up grilled Eastern cheese, thing. it was going to have Eastern. like porn on it, or, <laughs> or thinking, come, come with booze or something. I'm thinking, man, that's a fancy grilled cheese, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the South in you. Um, Room service, also very good. Room service coming out of the Kona Cafe. Um, for dinner in particular, most of the Kona Cafe menu is available for room service, which I thought was really good. Um, the, we ended up getting the late night We did the late night a few times, and it was good. It was yeah. very good. I was very happy with it. Is, is that everybody or just concierge? No, everybody. Okay. Um, but for breakfast, and breakfast was delicious, you know, I asked for a side of toast with mm-hmm. my with my breakfast. So you can imagine my surprise when room service shows up with two pieces of whole wheat bread and a toaster. <laughs> really? Hand so to God. To toast it however you want it. That was yeah. nice. So I referred, th- I referred to it as the make your own damn toast toast. <laughs> um, they showed up with a toaster. 
because people have been complaining that the toast shows up cold. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. nice to make sense. And, but, you know, I'm like, really? Will they I toast mean, it for you if you invite them in? <laughs> Well, they, he asked oh, if I wanted nice them. Test. He asked if I wanted them to put it. I said no. I, yeah, I, yeah. First, I said, "Excuse me, I'm paying a eight, 19 percent surcharge on this, and you can't toast the toast for me." I mean, what the hell? It's like asking for a milkshake, and they bring you a blender. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would like it because yeah, I, like I know it too. when I get breakfast room service because I do usually because Corey wants to sleep, and I'm like, I gotta have breakfast. Yeah. If it's cold, my butter doesn't melt. Yeah, it's all like crunchy. And, and it mixes with yeah. your jelly. And the, to- uh-huh. the toaster stayed in the room for the rest of the trip because it's too embarrassing to put a toaster outside of your door. You guys had a brave little toaster. <laughs> we had a brave little toaster. Um, but again, you know, I, I will say the food, the quality of food, the speed at which room service came was excellent. I mean, I don't think we ever, I think once we waited like maybe 45 minutes, but outside of that, it was within 30 minutes we had our food, mm. whether it was breakfast or dinner. Um, so that I thought was was nice. It just the whole when they showed up with a toaster that kind of threw me. I've never yeah. seen that before in a um, in a in room service. Um, also, the H two O product in the room: grapefruit and bergamot. Ooh! And I hadn't seen this before, and it was fantastic. And they sold it the big the big gallon jugs in the. In the gift shop, which I bought and use now, um, really nice, mm-hmm. really really nice product in the room. Some of the things we noticed: there are an awful lot of service vehicles driving around that <laughs> resort on yeah. the sidewalks. And one night, I was out taking a walk, and Dustin had gone to, gone to bed, and I went out for a walk. And I'm walking through the resort, and there are two of these service vehicles parked side by side, chatting with each other, completely blocking the sidewalk. Hmm. And they looked at me. I stopped and looked at them like, okay, one of you is going to move, because I'm not walking around Yeah. And they just stand there and looked at me. Wow. Wow. And I walked around. I ended up walking on the grass to get around them. I said, what, you can't move one of these things? And something was muttered in Spanish that I didn't understand, and I'm sure it wasn't attractive, but I kept walking. Um, the number of times we had to get out of the way mm-hmm. because these things are coming around just really bothered me. Yeah. Really bothered me. And where our room was, you know, facing the beach, the lagoon, the castle, that walkway there between the beach and the building, every night at around 11 o'clock or midnight, they were dragging laundry. And it sounded, they, well, I mean, it was one of those carts with like, you know, the big laundry thing on the back. It's like mm-hmm. a train. They connect them all together. It is. Yeah. They connect them. And it was so loud that even with the balcony doors closed, you could hear it clearly. Hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's not real elegant. That's not real. That's not real five star. The problem, no. this, the problem this resort has is the way that it's set up and it's built right on the, um, on the, the lagoon. They don't really have... Uh, backstage service roads that connect all the um, buildings. So they're having to take the guest pathways. That's the problem. Yeah. Which is fine, but you yeah. yield to the guest. Right. And travel at a reasonable speed. Ideally speaking. Yeah. Ideally speaking, you would do that. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, the other m- minor thing 
if you're staying in one of these buildings that borders the lake, is that when the boats, the, the ferry boats, pull in and out, they honk their horns for safety reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. That can be annoying because some of these boats have their, their, their whistles are on a pitch that is like nails on a chalkboard. And it just goes right through you. You and have to stop talking. You have to stop. If you're out in the balcony, you have to stop talking because you can't. You can't possibly communicate with another being. Another they do sentient that over being. at the boardwalk, too. And they're like, if you ever stayed there, that, that has to be annoying at all hours of the day and it night. It can really get annoying, especially like when they're running at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, with the doors closed, it wasn't too bad. Right. But you could still hear it. Mm. You could still hear it. So it's like, something to keep in mind. My dad travels with earplugs everywhere he goes, and he uses them. Exactly. Exactly. I may have to start doing that. Um, one of the other things that I really love about the Poly is the store. First of all, there's logo merchandise. Thank God this is coming yep. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a And this is the, the store right in the lobby. Boutique. Right. Yeah. Boutique. Yeah. <laughs> and... I think it's one of the best, one of the best stores. Yeah. I mean, I think the yacht, the yacht and beach club have the best in terms of size and variety and things like that. But I think the Poly is a close second in terms of you know the things that are there that are themed to, uh, that are right. the theme to the resort. And I really love that they're starting to get back to that rather than you know you, you still have all the homogenized crap that they've been selling, but. At least they're starting to introduce themed merchandise, logo merchandise back into the back into the mix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, one of my favorite things they have is that coffee mug. It's a great coffee mug, and they were out. I mean, they're they're pretty popular that they're selling out, and they can't even keep them in stock. Yeah, that's good. So maybe that's sending them a message. I don't know. Hopefully, um, clearly one of the most popular areas at the Polynesian is the pool, the volcano pool. And this is a zero-entry pool, which is nice if you're in a wheelchair. Um, But they also now have the cabanas that you can rent, including one cabana that you can rent, which is like $360 for half a day. It's like the grand cabana, where you actually have like your own private beach, your own hammocks, your own like everything's upgraded. And, you know, you've got the television and the... Table and chairs at seat six, and you know, that's kind of over by the pool bar. That one, and you have a couple of other cabanas, the smaller cabanas, the regular cabanas, I should say, that are dotted around the pool. Yeah, um, but you know, it, I mean, we didn't go swimming, no, while we were there, but I'm not a pool guy, yeah. The pool was, you know, the pool's, but there's a a definite difference from the volcano pool, which faces the Magic Kingdom and is zero entry, and everybody's there. And then there's another pool just around the corner that's much quieter. It seemed like more adults were there. There's usually uh, a pool that's considered more of an adult. The quiet pool, quiet they call pool. them, yeah. It's kind of in the middle of the resort. Yeah. Um, the kids' club at the Polynesian is uh, the Neverland Club. And while we didn't do anything with it this trip and previous trips... Stella has stayed there. Yeah, it's one of the more popular ones of all the resorts, I yeah. think. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's one of the better themed ones also. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Leah's kids have been there. Yeah, Leah's kids have been there. And very popular, as, as Teresa just said. Um, overall, I mean, the offerings at the resort are really well-rounded. And when 
like I said, you know, being in theme parks all day and coming back to that resort. And for as much as I didn't like the condition of the rooms, the beds were really comfortable. Um, and the rooms were perfectly adequate, just not up to the standard they should be in terms of being rehabbed. Now, from what I understand, they are starting with the Hawaii building, which is the concierge building, I believe, early next year. Those rooms are coming offline, and they're gutting them, is what I've heard. Oh, yeah. that's good. They're being gutted, and that's going to be the first building to go, and then other buildings are going to come down you know, throughout the year, and they're going to start rehabbing these. So, I mean, there is a rehab in, in sight. It's just unfortunate that it has taken so long for them for them to do it. That, I mean, that should be interesting. They're picking the right time of year because there's only that one concierge building. Now, there is the other building that has the suites in it, but I don't think that one, I don't think, needs it. That one's already been rehabbed, yeah. from what I understand. And, uh, you, know, I've, I, you know, I've had an opportunity to see some of those suites, and they are, they are something else. They're really beautiful. In fact, if you're getting two rooms at the Poly, I think one of the princess suites that has the two bedrooms is actually probably a better deal um, because you're going to pay about the same amount of money for two rooms in concierge as you would for this two bedroom. But you also get the common, the common area that has the little kitchen and the seating area and all that stuff. And it's more spacious and oh, it's bigger than larger. my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My family room is bigger than me. I'm kidding. Did you, <laughs> did you guys use the marina? Did you ride on a pontoon? No, we didn't. We wanted to, but we just didn't. Um, just didn't get to do it. I've done it in the past. And that's probably, you know, I, I love anything in that Magic Kingdom area, renting one of those pontoon boats and just going all around mm-hmm. Bay Lake, oh, Seven yeah. Seas Lagoon, going past the Magic Kingdom, yeah. going past the resorts down to Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge. Um, that whole loop will take you about 45 minutes. Uh, to do and it's I mean everybody should do that once yeah everybody should do that once um, but like I said in spite of the fact now had, had I just kind of reviewed this the way I was going to in June kind of in a vacuum and not considering other elements in the experience I would be trashing the Polynesian right now because of the condition of those rooms right but when I factor it into the whole experience, I have to tell you, I would stay there again in a heartbeat. I actually look forward to staying there again. I would caution anybody who's going to be there in the next year to manage your expectations in terms of the rooms. And if you think that's going to be a problem for you, switch resorts now. These rooms will be run down. They or will. they'll be under rehab and there will be a lot of construction going on. Correct. So- well, I think the way the, the, the way that resort is laid out, they're going to be able to contain that. Okay. I think that's why they're going to bring down a lo- you know one of the longhouses completely. Ah, gotcha. And so that you know, you're really not going to be seeing or hearing that. It's a nice thing with every, all the buildings being contained. Right. Typically, um, that is what they do. Like at Caribbean Beach and stuff, they'll take down a whole area so that nobody's inconvenienced. Just do it one at a time. Yeah. Right. Okay. But still, with the walkways being what they are, construction oh man would still be an issue yeah but usually the construction is contained within the building yeah when we stayed at pop a couple years ago the building next to us was under construction and it's still we still was it under construction or under rehab rehab okay i mean it was under yeah i'm sorry rehab and there were people walking around with you know their tools and stuff in our way 
Did you see a lizard with a ladder? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Alice in Wonderland reference, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, overall, great experience. Love the poly. Would stay there again. Would caution people about the upcoming rehab. Caution people about the condition of the rooms. And, you know, take this information for what it's worth. You know, we, we, we like to say with these reviews, don't base any decisions on our opinions. Just take this as information as you do your research. And, you know, the, what everybody's likes and needs when they go on vacation are different. So this was a snapshot of our experience. But I will tell you that personally, yes, I would stay at the Polynesian again in a heartbeat. Had a wonderful time. Wonderful time. Great place to spend your vacation. Always expensive. The oh, Poly's yeah. never cheap because it's very popular and it usually has a good occupancy rate and that drives the price up. Right. But off season, you can get you can get rooms for about you know Garden View rooms about three hundred dollars, three fifty a night, which for the Polynesian is a absolute steal. Is an absolute steal. So yes, it's expensive, but being on the monorail, that's the best part. Having that whole environment to come back to and start your day in. Uh, before going into the parks, coming back from the parks, just really does make a huge difference. Really, and I'm glad we did it this way. Yes, I'm really, really glad we did it this way. It was a lot so, of fun. <laughs> that will do it for our review of the Polynesian. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes.